Welcome to the Sex Magic Podcast, where we explore the connections between sexuality and spirituality, the various cultures and traditions of sex magic, and conversations about everything in between, led by a coven of curious modern witches. If you'd like to follow us on social media, our Instagram is Sex Magic Podcast, our website is sexmagicpodcast.com, and if you want to send us an email, sexmagicpodcast at gmail.com. Welcome back to season four of the Sex Magic Podcast. I can't believe that we are already four seasons in and like, I just, I want to cry. I'm so happy that we're still doing this. (laughs) It's so surreal that we've come this far already. So a lot has changed. uh, I feel personally, collectively, globally since we last uh, had our podcast episodes And that's something that I really want to touch upon first before we get into any sex magic. One, how are you guys doing? Let's check in with each other. And also, listeners, how are you doing? How are you doing, listeners? I'm doing okay. Isabella here, in case you, by season four, can't recognize my voice. Um, (laughs) I'm doing okay. I am in lockdown in sunny California with my partner in our beautiful home. And I'm feeling just so grateful to have a garden to be able to be in. Yeah, that's nice. I wish I had a garden. It's shady here. I would say um, besides the ongoing pandemic, it's pretty much been same old, same old for me. I'm pretty much a hermit and, you know, don't really go outside too much. So I'm feeling comfortable, but since, you know, everyone else has to stay in too, I feel like it is making me like a little bit anxious, but yeah, just being really grateful for being able to still offer things online. So yeah. And Shady, you have a new offering that is like so oh, next. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, my book came out on April 14th, Crystal Zodiac. So Ooh. Yeah, the best of astrology and crystals in one book. So amazing. We are so proud of you. I know. It's been really surreal um, seeing it in people's homes. You know, I would have liked to go to like a store, you know, get like a picture there with it. But just seeing everyone using it, you know, in their gardens or, you know, by their bath or just wherever, it's been really, really surreal. So I'm still trying to process that a bit. <laughs> I, uh... I think I saw a video you posted on your Instagram that was so funny. It was this girl reading the book and asking her boyfriend, like she was holding some crystals. It was like, what are these? And he was like, rocks. (laughs) It's true. They are rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Tosca here. I, uh, I feel perhaps as though I have had the most drastic change since our last season season three of the podcast um I would say that my life imploded completely (laughs) um but I am actually really grateful for the whole experience because I feel like now that I have this time for introspection during quarantine I'm really seeing that all of these changes were necessary um I ended a three-year-long relationship. Uh, I found out that my house is going to be sold, so I have to move uh, once stay-at-home order is lifted. Um, I've had issues with my jaw, which has been a really interesting spiritual experience as well. So I 
fully can't open it. And there was like a week where it was completely locked. Um, and all of these things I feel like are coming together kind of like for this purpose of transformation. And uh, it's just so cosmically aligned that all of us are together in this other experience of a pandemic where we have to be either indoors or honoring, you know, mostly a stay at home order. Um, and if you're a first responder working on the front lines, like, thank you so much for all that you are doing for our communities and just thank like you so much us. gratitude. Seriously. But it's a really bizarre and interesting and, uh, traumatic time that we're all existing in right now. Fuck yeah. I feel that duality of it all. Like, yes, this can be a really expansive and really healing and really transformative time, but it's also fucking traumatizing time and people are losing their lives and their incomes. And I think as witches and as women, it's important that we hold that duality. Definitely. I feel, I feel like we have to lean into all of the truths of this experience. Exactly. Like there definitely is the the trauma that we're experiencing together as a collective. And I don't think in, in my life and maybe all of our lives, we've had anything on this scale that affects every mm -hmm. single person in the world. And there's something so terrifying in that, but there's also something so beautiful in that. Like I have never felt closer to this global community than right now definitely and how can we how can we lean into that truth and use that for magic and for collective healing fuck yeah it's definitely a time where we're really really tuned in when when you go through trauma you bond with others trauma bonding like it's real we can use it for fun and bdsm but you know it really happens in a lot of other areas of our life and that's something that I've been thinking a lot about Tosca that we're kind of having a massive trauma bonding session with everybody <laughs> in the whole planet. <laughs> totally. You're so right. <laughs> and I like laugh and cry at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of that from my end these days. And like, like Shady was saying, I also work from home and I'm an introvert. So to be frank, before this happened, there are definitely days on end that I can realize I haven't left the house so I think in some ways I feel a little bit prepped for this, maybe more so than other people do. And, and my business is online and I'm really lucky and I feel really grateful for that. And of course I feel really guilty for that too. So just that duality again, but I think it's really important that whether you're used to working from home or this is your first time trying to work at home during a pandemic or you're unemployed or you're feeling anxious or scared about the landscape, that we really prioritize self-care and sex magic at this time. Like this is, I was just talking about this with Gabby yesterday and everyone should listen to her episode on podcast, but you know, this is a real time for like collective consciousness and healing. And I really believe it's our responsibility as magical folks, however you identify to really take up the gauntlet right now. 
Yeah, I feel like that's super interesting because there's some astrological transits that are going on right now. Yeah, the Pluto in retrograde in Capricorn, it started on April 25th. It's going to be there until October 4th, which is interesting because, you know, Pluto is the planet of intense transformation. And this transit really is about taking back our personal and collective power um, because, you know, Capricorns associated with authority and structure and responsibility. So Pluto and Capricorn has been working to rebuild the ways we organize on planet Earth. So, you know, wow. it's transforming, it's transforming who's in charge and who writes the rules and leadership and responsibility. So, you know, just thinking about who is leading us right now, like who are we answering to? Fuck. <laughs> oh, astrology. Um, It's very interesting to me how this experience really triggers the root chakra Mm. for all of us because the root chakra is the realm of immunity, the realm of feeling safe in our homes, your sense of security. And actually, Sahara Rose spoke about this, how toilet paper and the lack of toilet paper directly correlates to the root chakra because that is the base of your spine. That's where your root chakra is. And so we're all feeling this this energy of chaos in the root chakra and things collectively, foundations are crumbling right now. There are going to be the worlds that we will enter into after this will be a different world than what was before. So I think like self-care, like you said, Bella, is so important right now because that is the work of the root chakra. That is making sure that we feel safe and nourished and supported. And also, again, we're in this, this portal of transformation. And I feel like we have this responsibility to ourselves as witches, as spiritual beings to, to use the, the time to really come back to ourselves. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm so interested by how many people keep saying, oh, I just want everything to go back to normal because I don't want anything to go back. Well, I want some things to go back to normal. (laughs) I don't want everything to go back to normal because I didn't like the normal that we were living in before. Like I don't like a capitalist patriarchal normal. That's not the normal that I want. And One of the things I've really noticed is the rise of eco-fascism right now. It's so many Mm. people. And I'm a sensitive person. I probably take things too heavy when they're probably a joke a lot of the time. But a lot of like memes about, and not memes, about how people are the plague. Like that's what they keep saying. Oh, it's people that are the virus. The earth is returning to health. And like, yeah, the earth is feeling really healthy right now because capitalism in some way, shape and forms is taking a rest. And I just really, really have been holding that truth really tight of humans have been working in balance with the land for a really, really long time. And it wasn't until the rise of agriculture and capitalism really peaked that we really started damaging the earth in this way. And not just on that macrocosm of the entire earth's health, while I sit over here sending out global consciousness prayer for a matriarchy, 
I also think on the microcosm of within all of us, if we're seeing unprecedented rates of healing on the planet, could we also be taking this time to see unprecedented rates of healing within ourselves, within that microcosm of each individual person? Mm, That is so spot on. I think it, it is so important to remember that we have a sacred bond with the earth. Like we can live in divine union with the lands that we live on and the lands that we get to grace upon when we travel, like we are able to have a relationship that is sustainable to us and sustainable to the earth. And in fact, a lot of the times the earth wants you to interact with it. Fruit trees, for example, fruit trees were developed with human touch and care. You have to prune the tree, you have to tend to it. And that's why we have fruit trees as abundant as we do today is because we, we've taken care of them. So we have to remember to have the same care and love and you know affection to the earth, to ourselves, to our communities, to everyone that we interact with and embracing the earth as beloved rather than we are separate from the earth. Yeah, definitely. I've, uh, I'm so over people saying things like I own this land. I think we need to, I always try to use language of like, I'm, I'm lucky enough to get to tend to this land. Like, yes, technically my partner owns the land we live on, but that's just a truth among other humans, right? That's just a shared fable that we're playing in. (laughs) But the real truth is I'm, I'm grateful and fortunate to be able to tend to this little piece of earth that I can. Yeah, it's from the earth we come and, and where we will return. Fuck yes. I guess, what are some tools you guys are using to stay grounded and supported and like just sane right now? <laughs> well, for me, it's exactly what we've been talking about, being with nature. That's what's been so helpful to me. Like I can certainly speak on some other specific things I've been doing, but, uh, and maybe I will, like structure and routine, but Really, the thing that's helping me the most is just going outside and just sitting under my orange tree and just staring at the leaves and watching the birds and the bees literally in my garden and just remembering that, you know, my life is no more or less important than any of the plants or the animals outside. And that's been, it's been bringing me the most peace lately. Yeah, anything in nature, I feel like, is always very healing. Um, I have been hula hooping a lot. Ooh. It's been my my new jam. Yeah, I've been trying to keep exercise fun. I was into running a lot last year, and after I did a ten k, I was like, you know, I don't think I like doing long distances. I think it's good to challenge yourself, but I feel like to be consistent with anything, you know, you have to make it fun. So I'm just going with that, and I have now bought four hula hoops and I've been just doing that. It's very meditative, you know, the circular motion. So I've enjoyed that a lot. That is so much fun. I feel like when you hula hoop, you're also, you know, swaying your hips and connecting to your sensuality and unlocking like stuff that we might be holding in our body. So that sounds like so much fun. Oh my God. And yeah, I need to unlock some stuff for real, but I feel like it's good because you can do it inside. You can do it outside. 
you know, you can do it anywhere. And I also feel like a lot of workout equipment is sold out, but people are kind of sleeping on the hula hoop. So, yeah. Damn, I need to get back into my hoop days. <laughs> Did you both know that I used to be in the circus when I was a kid? What? No. <laughs> Yay. Excuse me? So I remember like doing lots of hooping and stuff. And yeah, I was thinking that's true. Like the hoop literally is just rubbing over and over and over again, your solar plexus chakra, like bringing all of this like intuition and activation and gut instincts. And then like you're saying, Tosca, like your, your sacral and your root chakra are sort of, you're swirling them, right? So it's sort of, that's just an interesting visual for me to think of like the hoop is stroking your solar plexus chakra, but then you're rolling your other two. Right. Do you have photos of you in the circuit? I, <laughs> I know. I knew we were going to resize that. I can look. I can try to find. I was really into like trapeze arts and tumbling. So like not... So much fun. Probably not anything too jazzy that you'd like to see yourself like. I didn't do fire or anything like that. I did a lot of like tumbling. I wanted to be a contortionist. So I was into like tumbling and contortion and um, yeah, like trapeze stuff. Super fun. I'm speechless. <laughs> Me too. Although I'm not surprised that yeah, you did that I always before. forget, and then I mentioned it, and my partners was like, "Oh yeah, where do you had run off to join the circus?" I'm like, no, no, didn't run off. Just like a thing as a kid that I did, like circus arts. I want to get back into it. I think it's fun. Like when the pain so, is over. <laughs> um. So along with quarantine I'm also quarantined with my ex and that is very challenging and interesting and is definitely bringing up a lot of a lot of old patterns and truths that maybe I've been suppressing so honestly the tool that I have been leaning into the most during this whole experience has been magic I have been so immersed in ritual and my spell work and crafting um, like herbal tinctures and and leaning into these these tools that I have um, in witchcraft and that has been so so healing for me and I haven't had the time or the space to really immerse myself in that in a long time, just because the the pace that we all run at, you know, working and social lives and this and that. And I've always said, you know, oh God, I wish I could just like go spend a month in a cabin in the woods. Um, and actually before the quarantine happened, I was planning on spending a month in Paris um, to, to get away from, you know, the heartbreak, the, the, maybe myself, who knows. Um, but I am having to be so present with myself because I'm like trapped with myself. I'm trapped with my heartbreak, literally. And I can always turn to magic to bring me back into myself and bring me back home into my body and into my connection with spirit, with goddess, with the universe, divine energy. Um, and, you know, with the coronavirus, I, I have been really leaning into herbal medicine and plant medicine and all of the tools that I have in my cabinet, uh, making herbal steams every day and taking ritual baths, um, 
So I'm just so grateful that I am walking this path of the witch because time and time again, whenever I feel lost or whenever I feel disconnected from myself, whenever I need support or guidance, like it is available within me because I am the source of magic and we have this power within all of us. Um, and that's, you know, one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast is because I, I believe in that magic in everyone. So, so that's what I've been up to. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, you know, now more than ever, we need to acknowledge the unique talents and gifts we have, you know, to feel abundant and to feel beautiful and to find and create those things within our sacred spaces instead of, you know, seeing our homes as these limiting confined places. And it's interesting because I've had a lot of spider symbolism pop up for me recently. And I was thinking about it more and I was like, you know, my home is my web and am I being conscious of how my actions and my choices are weaving my reality? You know, like with spiders webs, it can be a place of beauty and abundance if you're the spider and if you're not the spider it can be a place of panic where you feel very stuck so just trying to think about that a little bit more mm. yeah that's so interesting because I've been getting a lot of spider stuff too lately and I was just thinking you need to look that up because the only thing I think of spiders um think of when I think of spiders is like a lot of fertility stuff because we have a lot of brown widows around our mm -hmm. house. And when I've looked them up, they're all about fertility because they're constantly reproducing, I guess. Ooh, that's cool. I haven't looked up the different color meanings or anything. Yeah, it's black spiders. <laughs> I think we'll probably have a fertility boom in nine months of little <laughs> quarantine babies anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the power of magic is so important. It's so, so important. And I think during times of crisis, whether they're internal or external, it's that, that beautiful medicine that we can always return to. For me, I've been practicing a lot of like slow down magic, I would call it, because I've been going at a really fevered pace that seems to be only increasing <laughs> over the years. Um, I joke, but I feel like a lot of us have said things right before the pandemic of like, oh, if only I had a, a month to just catch my breath, you know. But anyhow, I've been really focusing on slowing down at this time and really dropping into more practices that were, they're a bit more old world, I'll say that way. Like I've been making sourdough bread and doing a lot of ferments, like sauerkraut, uh, kombucha, ginger bug, like just really those things that, yeah, you can buy, but they're so easy and so earthy to make yourself. And I've been really enjoying having something that's in my micro microcosm that is really slow, that I do have to be patient with, that I do have to still tend to and check, but I kind of just have to trust the outcome. And I didn't do any of that on purpose. I just intuitively wanted to start doing these ferments. And then I've been thinking, thinking about it. like, oh, it's so interesting that I've given myself this hobby that involves so much patience. Like I'm going to try one of my sauerkrauts today that I have, have had fermenting for a while. But it's just so good to have that 
I'm just really, really, I guess what I'm realizing as we're chatting is I'm just really into the micro and macro right now and finding everything really helpful in that framework for me, processing this. Yeah, I've been drooling over both of your all's bread. My oven is broken, so I've been living vicariously through you all. I love the process of making bread because it is alchemy. And I love baking because it really does feel like you are taking almost nothing and creating so much out of it. And it can sustain you and your family or your friends, uh, brings people together. Um, And I think maybe that's why everyone is baking bread right now. (laughs) Yeah, there's a sourdough baby boom. Is it hard? No, it's so easy. It's so easy. I just really regret not getting into it sooner. I've been wanting to do sourdough specifically for years as self-care and just thinking like how nice it would be to have a lifestyle where making bread was just fit in so easily. And uh, Like a baker. Like a baker. (laughs) And now it's happening. We should have an episode like sourdough and self-care because we have self-pleasure and self-care. Fuck yeah. But actually switching gears into self-pleasure. This is something I've been thinking about a lot. Is there space for sex magic during a pandemic? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I just feel like during all times of chaos or you know, trials and tribulations, like, isn't, ah, this is for me where we're supposed to be like picking up our ancestors' swords and polishing them till they gleam and figuring out what we want to fight for and really like just taking up that mantle, I think, of all of my ancestors as far back as we can go down the line. And I'm just sure, I'm absolutely sure that during times like this, these times of crisis, they turn to their ancient practices of magic and sex magic. I feel like it's never been more important. I definitely agree. I, <laughs> I mean, you know, here we are, sex magic podcast. So <laughs> yeah, a little biased. Yeah. You know, in times of chaos, there is the possibility and almost definitely the promise for creation and where is the source of creation in our bodies it is you know our sacral our womb space sex is a portal to connect you to spirit that is how i view sex magic and i feel the need to be in deep connection with spirit right now because you know there are times when i feel hopeless there are times when i feel lost there's times where i feel confused and i feel like in times of trauma as well i can feel disconnected from my body and what greater way to move this energy of uh sadness or chaos than through the portal to bring me back into my body. And, you know, also we have to be patient with ourselves because there are days when we don't feel like doing anything during quarantine and that is totally okay, but it always is available. And I think it just kind of goes back to you are the source of magic. Sex magic is, is, you know, just another beautiful tool during this time. Yeah, I think too, maybe we paint when we're not very familiar with sex magic, maybe we paint too 
specific a brush with it, thinking that it has to be like a whole evening affair with lots of candles and daggers and, you know, rose petals and you think it's super involved and you're feeling really burnt out from the stress of trying to live through a pandemic. And just remember, our dear listeners, that magic is the ability to shift your consciousness. Sex, for me, my definition is pleasure and connection. So open up your idea of what sex magic is to you. Like maybe you are feeling really burnt out and you're really wanting to come home to yourself. So that's your intention. And for you, it might be dancing and making eye contact with yourself in the mirror for some sensual self-seduction and self-connection. Or if you're anything like me, it might be sourdough bread making, you know, as long as you're being really conscious and mindful and intentional, I think is a really good time to remind people that sex magic can and should look really different for each different person in each different day and each different mood and each different intention. And I think we do ourselves a disservice when we try to box it in. Yeah. I feel like when I first started learning about sex magic, I was like, oh, so I have to have sex for it to be sex magic. (laughs) I've learned a lot from this podcast, as you can tell. (laughs) But I feel like for me, um, the sex magic recently has mainly been just dressing up in really sexy, badass clothes. Fuck yeah. I feel like a lot of us, well, at least me right now, I'm in like a sweatsuit that I've been wearing for I don't know how long. And I feel like just donning some new clothes and, you know, strapping on all the leather and taking, you know, a bunch of sexy pictures, that always gets me in a good mood. I love that. And also like, maybe this is my Scorpio rising talking, but you know, destruction and chaos is really important and it is a really important part of life and being a cyclical being. And I was thinking about this this morning because I was thinking, you know, for me, at least in my understanding and research and ancestry, Beltane, which is one of our holidays, our high holy holidays that we have coming up soon, um, it is all about light and dark and honoring the fire coming back and that sexual energy coming back. And I just think that nothing is without meaning. And it's very interesting to me that these two things are coinciding simultaneously. Definitely. I um, am so excited for Beltane. I have been feeling the fairy vibes so hard. <laughs> but yeah, it, it really is interesting. Beltane is the, uh, the counterpart of Samhain. So the opposite end of the Wheel of the Year, Samhain, which is another pagan rite that celebrates duality, light and dark we're returning to the darkness in Samhain and we come into the light for Beltane. Uh, but Beltane is all about love and lust and how can we celebrate this light energy, this love, this lust, the maiden, the energy of springtime within ourselves, within our homes, within this time. And with Beltane not being about, being about 
life, death, rebirth, sacrifice, the fire coming back, you know, that sensuality of summer, those first few whispers on the flowers blooming. I think this is a beautiful time for us to hold all of those truths while simultaneously feeling the frustration and maybe channeling it into sexual frustration of being stuck inside. How many times have we felt, you know, that sexual frustration with a lover of not being able to see them and feel that energy like build and build until it's unbearable and then any little touch is such a release. And I wonder if we could engage in a bit more of that energy of like building up the suspense and anticipation, being able to reconnect with nature again. I love that. Um, and for, for our listeners, if you're listening to this before May 2nd, <laughs> we have a, a Beltane Zoom gathering that we are offering. You can sign up via our Instagram link in bio. Uh, we're really excited. It's going to be really beautiful to connect in sacred space virtually. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really, really excited about that. I'm so looking forward to it. I love community healing practices and I'm really excited to be able to share this with all our listeners. So on the topic of community healing, what do you feel are some practices we might be able to share that are unique to us um, that maybe our listeners might be able to explore and indulge in? Well, I've been doing some, I don't have the right word for it yet that I figured out, but sort of a solo sex magic session that I think is kind of like a meditation on global consciousness shifting, I guess, which is calling people kind of like I was mentioning early in the episode, calling people to wake up to that new paradigm. So while I normally send out like love and good vibes to my friends and family and then to the whole world, right now I'm doing that with a more specificity on waking people up to this new paradigm, perhaps, of matriarchy and eco-sexuality and being connected and at one with the earth and not trying to just rush back into a back to normal bullshit Mm. so I've been working a lot with my breath and central touch and visualizing that outcome and then trying to energetically transmit that globally and I've been trying to do that every day yeah I'm not super well versed with collective healing besides just some mantras that I've seen where you're just like, okay, I send love to other people. And now I send love to myself. So I feel like I've done that very briefly, but in terms of, you know, knowing how to do it in other ways, I'm just like, okay, besides meditation, how can I really do that? I think the power of meditation is just so infinite. Um, I don't remember if you guys did this, but it was probably about a month ago there was a worldwide meditation day 
at a specific time. And I actually tuned in and I meditated at the exact same time that everyone in the world decided to meditate. And this was like shared, like it was super viral. And I was like, you know, if I can get behind any like viral thing, it's, you know, a collective meditation. (laughs) And it was just so beautiful to actually tap into this portal because I really did feel the energy from the entire world tuning in. Um, For me, I have been leaning into the power of words with the issue with my jaw not being able to fully open. I uh, desperately went to an acupuncturist and she had told me, Sometimes TMJ or lockjaw develops because you have something to say that you aren't saying. And strangely, I have had so many journal entries the past year or two where I have word for word written, I have something to say and I don't know what it is. So I know that there is a connection between my physical body and my emotional body right now. Um, I have definitely started to unlock and speak these words that I've needed to say. I I did a ritual just writing out everything I needed to say. And um, on the full moon, I'm going to verbalize them. But the power of word is just so amazing. And I feel like words really are an expression of your intention. And there are seeds that you can kind of plant in the universe and your words create your reality. So leaning into that, I have been doing a lot of um, verbal affirmations. Mm. So touching my body and telling myself every day, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy. Whatever I need to say in that moment, because there have definitely been anxious times for me during this pandemic, during this quarantine. Um, So allowing myself to speak the words that I need to hear rather than waiting around for someone to tell me what I've been needing to hear all along. And I think that that's a really simple spell that anyone can do. Look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself what you need to hear. I'm beautiful, I'm strong, I'm resilient, I'm powerful, I'm okay. Anything you need to say. And so that's been magic for me right now. Got me tearing up, babe. (sighs) (laughs) It's so sweet. That's such like emperor energy as well. I think like meeting your own fucking needs and just being that badass, powerful person. Um, It also reminded me of one of the the spells I've been doing a lot lately, which I think would be really helpful for our listeners, which is whether I'm sitting outside on the earth or standing on the earth, ideally. But if not, like I know a lot of people don't have access to that right now. You can do it in your house and just imagine each contact point down to the earth and just saying, I am safe. I am off the earth has been really, really helpful for me. And just repeating that over and over again to get into that really grounding and root chakra soothing practice. So season four. Here we are. First episode, we are nearing the end. I'd love to tease our listeners and maybe give them some hints what they could expect from the season. Well, I think 
in my perspective anyway, we're going to be diving a little bit deeper into specific topics and I think going a little bit deeper and more vulnerable with ourselves rather than focusing as much as we have in the past on interviewing guests. And I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I am really excited and also feel a bit uh, of butterflies in my belly knowing that it's going to be more vulnerable. It's going to be more us. Um, And I am so, so grateful to have you two beautiful, beautiful beings in my life. And you both have such interesting things to share. And it's just about time that all of us really expressed what we know and shared our specific gifts with this podcast. We do have some interviews that are just like so, so amazing. Uh, some of them, you know, like, I feel like we're definitely going in the direction of specificity. Um, one I'm, I'm, is coming to my mind that, you know, it was something that I had no knowledge about and I didn't do the interview and I got to listen while editing. And I'm just so glad we're talking about some of this stuff because I feel like our podcast touches upon things that not everyone is talking about and people need to talk about more. So uh, I'm really looking forward to sharing all that with you guys. And me too. I'm excited. I really want to, um, we haven't fully finalized this, but I'm hoping that this season, this is my little teaser that I will be talking a little bit about the power of reclamation because that reclamation as a concept is something I've been working with really deeply since I began my journey and it's really fucking changed my life and made me a really shameless person, which I love about myself. And I'm really excited to share that some of that magic with everybody. I can't wait. (laughs) And I did want to touch upon, um, you may have noticed, we have a new evolution of the podcast. And I'm really grateful for this close host collective that we have. Um, You both have been involved in the podcast since the beginning. The very beginning. (laughs) very beginning, that first meeting at my Mm. my apartment in Santa Monica. (laughs) Um, And so I'm really looking forward to this next phase together. Me too. I'm so excited to just be getting like more specific and closer. And I think it's just going to be the best season yet. We are also going to be having more offerings for our podcast listeners. Uh, We will be sharing more content through our Patreon. So if you love what we're doing, please become a Patreon supporter. Many beautiful things for you to uh, explore with us down the line. And I'm excited to to share. Yeah. Keep bringing yourself pleasure, my loves. Hey there, Tosca here. So I wanted to take a quick moment to share with you all about how you can support the Sex Magic Podcast. If you haven't already, you should follow us on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page. Pretty much everything is under Sex Magic Podcast. You can also find us at sexmagicpodcast.com and we have all of our links there. But most importantly, we recently launched our Patreon and it's really important to support us 
because our collective of co-hosts offers a diverse perspective on sex and magic. Though we each come from various backgrounds and cultures, our unifying passion is to empower and explore sexuality, spirit, and the occult in a safe and approachable environment. Each week, we offer a new episode on a fresh subject in the realm of spirituality and sexuality. We interview a variety of guests, from authors to psychologists to witches and beyond. We strive to share content that is educational, inspirational, and mystical. So join us on our journey through sex magic by supporting the work we do. Every dollar goes towards propelling us forward and will allow us to continue creating podcasts. By supporting our podcast, you'll join our community and be part of the conversation. Our Patreon patrons will gain access to various resources, rituals, recipes, and behind-the-scenes access. With more funding for our Sex Magic podcast, Coven can dedicate more time to crafting sacred offerings to our supporters, sex magic courses, videos, spellbooks, and we really would love for you to be part of our sexy little coven.